Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, thank you for a time like this in your presence. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I didn't ask you to sit down. I don't know why. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Even if you don't ask them to break the fast, they will break it. They've told them to break it. Right. I don't know whether you are interested in the type of topics that I have these days. (laughs) (laughs) Reverend Zaki, are you sure they are interested in these type of topics? All right. Sometimes we want what is very clear, but now we are going into what is mystical. You want a mystical message. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a man that hid a treasure in a field. Huh? Tonight, I'm talking about Power and great power. Amen. Power and great power. Anointing increases. Amen. Are you there? The anointing is something that increases. So, so I believe that the anointing on your life is going to increase. Amen. Amen. We'll end up in Songs of Solomon, but I need to give you a background and we'll land in the songs. But um, Acts 1 8 says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. How many pastors want power? And How many Christians want power? How many shepherds want power? Power ministry. Shamadalos. All right. And then in Acts chapter 4, power turns into great power. Just within four chapters. In Acts chapter 4, it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own. But all things were common property to them. 
and with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and the abundant grace was upon them all. So they received power in Acts chapter 1, and by Acts chapter 4, they were now moving in great power. Hallelujah. Do you want to move in great power? From power to great power. I said from power to great power. May you have great power in your life. Amen. Now, mysterious things have more anointing than clear things. Yeah. Mysterious things have more power and anointing in them than things that are clear. As soon as the treasure level of the message goes higher, it will not be clear. Did you get that? You didn't get it. I said, as the treasure level of the, of the message and of the ministration goes higher, the treasure content goes higher, the message will not be so clear. The ministry will not be so clear. And the person, even who is being used to minister, will not be so clear. And it's, it's actually very logical. Do you, do you walk in Kolegono and find treasure on the road? Do you walk in Kolegono and find gold scattered anywhere? Even in Obwasi, do you walk on the streets and find gold lying about? No. As the value content and the treasure content goes higher, it becomes more mystical, more difficult to locate more difficult to put your finger on, more difficult to handle and to actually hold and possess. But the more common and the less treasure content there is, the thing will be clear. You see, when I was a younger minister, I prided myself in the clarity of my messages. I prided myself in the clarity of the delivery. The clarity of what I was transmitting was it was unmistakable. Yeah. I had steps. I had rules. I had points. I had keys. I had levels. I had principles. Strategies, ways. And those who are not to climb into higher levels of anointing were licking them up. Then, 
I moved into another level of ministration. Where even to decipher the points in the message, that what are the points that are coming forth? It's not easy to get. You, 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 your attention will be there throughout. But after, you can't easily put the points down as to the points that have been delivered. Although there are very clear points, but you won't easily see it. As the treasure content rises. You see, in chapter 1, they were dealing with power. But by chapter 4, they were dealing with great power. They were working with great power. From power to great power. (laughs) It is only now. You see, and this principle is, is found in the Bible. I will not even tell you where it is, but I'll just read it. It's part of the mystical. (laughs) The kingdom of heaven is like unto living which a woman took and hid. And hid. And hid. The kingdom is like the living, but the living is hidden. Not the living is put on top, put outside, put is hidden. The kingdom is like a treasure hidden. You never lose the word hidden. Hidden is a word that is running. It's hidden. A treasure hidden in a field. Mm. Which when a man has found, he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. When he has found one of great price, he sold all that he had and bought it. It's easy to see the people in the church who will never be anointed. It's easy to see them. Or the pastors who will never have much anointing. They are those who don't seek hard for what is hidden. Please get me. It's now that I understand. Years ago, I used to listen to two pastors preaching. Both of them were in America. One of them, the ministry of the person was so clear. I mean, his, his delivery these, these are two people that I, they, they are both like fathers to me. I'm not, I don't want to mention the names. That's up to you. But the two of them, and they preach similar things. And I started listening to them around the same time. One of them, when, when he takes a verse, you will understand the verse. There is no way, even if you have not memorized the verse, by the time he's finished, you know the verse very well. Because he'll explain the words of the verse and explain the thing. And I, I looked at him and I said, what clarity, what beauty. 
And I desired to be like him. And I, I learned from him. Now there is another pastor who was also preaching. He was preaching on the same topics. For him, he, his style was that he read the verses. If he has three verses that he wants to use in his sermon, he would read all the three verses and close the Bible. Then he would start to preach. And his preaching is based on these three texts. As he called them, the text for today is this. But the other one, he will he hold the Bible. If it's Hebrews 11, 1, he said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Then he explained the now. Now means now. Now does not mean yesterday. Now does not mean the future. Now. Faith is a now something. Faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And he will explain it, and he holds his Bible, explain the faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. By the time he finishes, if you don't understand, you, you must be a Down syndrome. You must be a, a mentally retarded person. But the other one, he will read Hebrews 11, 1. You read Hebrews 10, 38, and he, something, some, somewhere. You not even know how they are. Then you start to talk. My mother, my uncle, my sister, in 1948. But, there was more power in the mystical one. That is where God blessed me from. Hey. Because unless you stay with it, you will never see it. One day I gave one of the tapes to one of my pastors. I said, go and listen to it. After he listened to it, he, came, he said, I slept throughout. I could not understand anything. He brought me my treasure. I said, bring me my treasure. You cannot understand. As the treasure content gets higher, as the value of the thing becomes more, the thing gets deeper and gets more buried. Please come. Are you a, not a gold miner? What, what, is it what I'm saying? Is it true? Very, very true. Ah, have you seen it in the mine? Oh, yes. Um, you know, the gold, the rock-bearing gold is buried very deep under the earth. And you have to go miles. I mean, there are two types. You can have oxide and then you have sulfide. The oxides are just on the surface, been affected by the atmosphere. And it's not a lot. Okay, that's, it's easy to get the gold out of the one on the surface. But when you go deep down, you break a very hard rock. And to get the gold out, the processes that you go through, your mind cannot, you know, understand. So as the deeper you go, the richer the gold. The, ri- the gold is richer down. Richer there. down, and it's hidden. In rocks, hard rock. How, how, how to, deep? Oh, you could go about 500 to 1,000 meters. You know, I mean, if you look at a place like Oboasi, they go very deep, about one mile, and you can drive another about 10 miles. You know, so like, so, as you are so there. that I'll drive underground from here to uh, Pram Pram, or from here to after Tema. Underground, looking for what? Gold. Gold. Hidden. Treasure. Hidden. Concealed. 
And even if you get if you take the rock, even within the rock, how to get the thing from the rock inside the rock? So you have to grind the rock like powder hmm. and take it through various steps. Some stages, some of the rock gold will be taken out, and then the powder is still going. Some is still left. Even after you've taken everything, at the end, you still pour some away. Because you cannot take it. You can't take everything. You still leave some inside. Ah. He has explained the treasure. Aki, pick me three rocks from the garden there. Just three pieces, anything at all that you can carry. Come. Come. Randy, will you buy this? 20,000? 30,000? You don't like? Pastor, if we are selling this was gold, how much would this cost? This was gold. This thing could be about, this is roughly about Quarter of a pound. About. I mean, one ounce costs about currently about four hundred dollars. So assuming this is about say eight ounces. Eight ounces. Assuming this eight ounces. How how many ounces is in a pound? Sixteen ounces make a pound. Okay. So if this, for instance, half a pound, that's eight ounces. So that's times four hundred dollars. $3,200. But to to get a gold of this size, it would be far, far heavier. I mean, this is very light. A gold of this size would weigh something in the range of, say, five, ten pounds. A gold of this size. I mean, I can't hold it just. So that's 1,600 ounces. That's 1,600 times 400. 400, That's how much? 64. 6.4 6.4 million dollars. Yeah. No, no. That's 400 times 6,400. 400 dollars times 6,000. 640,000 dollars. Yeah. 640,000 dollars. That's for this. 640. This is, this is bigger. This is bigger. 900. Yeah. <laughs> but these are found out there. Not, Even not, he can pick it. The people who come for the one that is under there are white people from South Africa. Whose eyes have opened for gold. <laughs> whose eyes are glittering. The first time I went to a mine, underground a mine, that I was with you, eh? I said only one thing. Throughout the time I was underground, I said, human beings are greedy. Human beings are greedy. Human beings are greedy. Human beings are greedy. Human beings are... That's all I kept because it is so deep and it's so frightening and they are there crashing and they'll bring out a tipper truck full of these rocks and it is the gold. Now they're now taking it somewhere. And like for an average mine, a rich mine, you could say... For every five grams of gold that you want, you have to dig rocks of one ton. So you say it's five grams per ton. That means there's really gold there. Bibiani, where I just came from, it's about 1.8 grams per ton, which is very, very small. So you have one ton of stones. 
There's one gram of gold. Hidden, hidden. Hidden gold. Clap for Jesus. Thank you. Take your... Nobody wants your rocks. Bring, bring the rocks back. These are my first messages. These are first messages. So they are easy to see. As my messages are moving from power to great power. And, now, and the treasure content is increasing. Start to put it in your pocket. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's still around, but you can't easily see it. Be holding your hand like this. Be holding your hand. Yeah. You can't easily see it. Yeah. That's why most people cannot understand certain people when they preach. The first time that I listened to Benny Hinn, I didn't understand what he was saying. Those of you, these days, you will not get Benny Hinn to easily preach. He doesn't usually, you don't hear him preach. But if you hear him preaching, you are not likely to understand. And few will ever grow to understand. Most will discard it and say, mm. one day I met a pastor, a Ghanaian pastor, I said, ah, Benny Hinn. Oh, yeah, mystical, mystical, too much. <laughs> Do you understand what it means? It's like he's making himself too mystical. Then he'll do something. Ooh, Holy Spirit. Ooh, Holy Spirit. What is that? Too mystical. Too mystical. That's what he said. God bless you, brother. Amen. Anyway. So I realized something. One day I was reading a book, and the pastor who was writing the book said, Ministers, we, we want to stay away from the divine and the mystical. We want things that are so like points, clear. Not even points. It's not a point, but it's like very clear. 13 steps to success. Number one, have a vision. Number two, make your goals. Number three, write it down. Number four, work hard. Number five, sow seeds. Number six, make friends. Number seven, be good to your father. Number eight, uh, Study what you are good at studying. Number nine, marry the right person. Number 10, be married by the age of 30. Number 11, I mean, count the cost. Number 12, clear, invest in yourself. Number 13, read books. Number 14, buy the right tapes. Number 16, join the right church. Number 17, have the right pastor. Oh, I mean, clarity. (laughs) But like what I'm sharing with you now, you can't, and that is why, you see, what is happening is that I'm losing several people who cannot follow the mysteries. Turn with me to Isaiah. Can you come with me? Are you sure? Yeah. Some of the young ones will catch the mysteries earlier than the older ones. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 15. Verily thou art a God. Have you found Isaiah 45, verse 15? Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself. O God of Israel, the Savior. 
Hallelujah. Thou art a God that hideth thyself. God hides himself. He hides. So I want to encourage anyone who is listening. If you want to go deeper with God, eh, don't be offended by the mysterious. By the thing which has no points. By the thing which is not so clear. Therein lies the treasure. It's because there's so much treasure. That's why you can't see it so clearly. If it was seen clearly, it would not be as treasure-filled. It's a principle. Treasure is something that's not left around. Otherwise, it would not be treasure. There are not 100 Mercedes-Benzes on the car park or S-class Mercedes-Benzes on the car park because it's a treasure. It's a peculiar, special car. There may be one or two, but there cannot be 25. If there were 25 Mercedes-Benzes here of a certain type, I'm sure BNI or CIA or somebody will start coming around. How come we, are, we have so many? Because it's, it's, it's unusual. You get it? You get it? Yeah. So, pastors and little ones, huh? don't be afraid of the mystery. Don't understand what are they talking about. What, what is he preaching about? What, what, so what, what are we supposed to do? There's not, sometimes there's nothing to do. So, so what step should we take? There's no step to take. <laughs> there is a revelation to receive. There's, there's, no step to, there's no step to take. Don't shy away from mysterious things and mystical things and things you don't understand. Not everything you understand. The, the things that are very, very helpful, you don't understand, like mobile phones, television, satellites. We can put on the TV now and see President Bush. We can see anything in any part of the world right now. How does it work? You don't know. You can't explain. You understand? You can't explain. Is it that there are airwaves everywhere? What do these airwaves contain? Don't be afraid. Go for the deep things of God. Amen. Amen. You want to understand how it will be in the future, then you can't. Because it will never be clear. Even even, even in our office, if you are coming to work, you will never know the conditions. There are no conditions. The conditions are poverty. We We tell everybody, if you can be poor, you come. If you can't be poor, go. There are no conditions here. You want to see everything, then it will be out of your range. God, even in the Old Testament, he was hidden in the inner holy of holies. <laughs> even the priests, not all the priests can go there. Yeah. So, as we go on in the ministry, let's go for great power. Great power. Great power for what we are doing. That the reason why we don't have great power is because we are afraid to talk about greater things. Because the greater things are now mysterious. Mysterious. But greater things lie ahead for you. 
Sunday morning is not a place for these mystical mysteries. On Sunday morning, we have to teach you on the steps, the principles of life and of ministry. You see, what I want to share with you, I don't know whether you can, that's why I'm just going around the thing like that. I don't know whether I should actually go, because when I, when I say it, you, I don't know if you can handle it. Can you walk with me inside the deep water? Are you sure you're not drown? Okay. Now, for how many want to go deeper? Okay. Stay with me. Can you stay? Because I don't know whether you are interested in spiritual things. Now, if you want to go deeper or higher, you got to go down. Now, if you got to go down, what must go down? And what do we go down into? You don't understand. There's more treasure in the message because it's not easy to see. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might or with power by his Spirit in the inner man. Okay? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, that ye, now we are coming to the rooting. You see, you say you want to go higher. You want to go deeper. You want to go further. If you want to go f- higher, further, you must get roots. You want to be a tall tree, you must have deep roots. You must go in the ground. So if we are going to go in the ground... How do we go deeper into the ground? The thing is here. That ye being rooted and grounded in what? What verse is that? Rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth, the, the length, the depth, and the height? And to know the length and depth and breadth and height of what? No. Of nothing. It doesn't say the length and breadth of what? It just says you should know he says, when you are rooted and grounded in love, you will know the length and depth and breadth and height. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, when you plant your roots deeper into love, eh, 
you begin to know the length and the depth and the breadth and the height of what? Of anything. Do, do, are you still around? I'm trying to take you without drowning you. As you get more into love, I said we, will, we are learning, at, 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 the whole message is from Songs of Solomon. But we can't start there because if we start there, you can't get it. So I've come all this roundabout route because I'm, I'm, just, I'm going to end in, songs of, in the songs. When I get to the songs, you understand the connection, the length and the breadth. When, when you are rooted and your roots are in love, love is the root and is deeper. You begin to know the length and the depth and the breadth and the height. Amen. And then the next one says, and, and what? And to, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Love is greater than knowledge. Hallelujah. So, God wants you to into love. And when you get down into love, you will now begin to know these mysterious hidden things, you know. The length, the breadth, the height, the width, you've not begun to know, but until you love deeply, you just see it from the front. And you say, oh, it's nice, so. But you'll never really know much about it. If you love me, if you really love me, you will start to know the length and the breadth and the height and the depth of me. But if you don't love me and you just want your church to be big, you will just know a few points in the loyalty message and a few points in the mega church message. But you will never really know what exactly the person is actually doing. You don't know the length and the breadth and the height and the depth. If you love Benny Hinn, most of you don't love him. You know about him. You've heard of him. You've watched him. You like him. It's great that he's doing what he's doing, but you don't love him. Because if you love him, you, as time goes by, you begin to know more. Which will now help you to place yourself and even to get the revelation of what you should do where you are. But because you don't really love, you are kept afar from the dimensions. That's why people who are around, you know, sometimes you see them, you see that what they really love is their children. It's not the ministry that they love. It's not the anointing they love. Because when it comes to their children, they know they know the length and depth and breadth. And when the child says, wah, they know it's this. When they say, we, they know it means this. When they say, wah, it means this. 
But when it comes to the anointing and the ministry, they don't seem to know much. Because they don't really love it. Even though the books are in front of them and they write a thousand exams, they don't know it. Doing of exam does not make you know things. Love surpasses knowledge. It's people who love who get there, not people who know. Yeah. I wish I could quote to you some quotations from a man called James Tucker on what he said about the ministry. He said, ministry success ministry is by a minister who loves and who is loved. Most of us, we don't really love the anointing. If you love the anointing, what have we even been preaching will be the greatest treasure to you. Different things about the anointing. This book will be the greatest treasure if you really love God. You'll begin to know the length and depth and breadth and height of God. If you love Christ, what I've been preaching on Tuesdays about Christ will be the greatest treasure to you. That's why when you see some people who are coming to preach about something wonderful, or you even start to open your mouth and say, like epileptics and paraplegics, paraplegics, a group of paraplegics who have been gathered and have been given injection to stay awake. For consultation. (laughs) People look at Lighthouse and even me and they want to know what I do. And then they start to conjure and say, ah, it is his church from here that gives money. That is how come he's doing what he's doing. Ah! So I say, ah, you have got so many of these type of cars. So it's this type of car that is the secret to the church. Oh, oh yeah. You hear the comments all the time of people who don't really love God. If they really love, you see, it's not a car. You can never know me or know much about me by even watching me in public. You can't know me by watching me in public. You will be, you, you will be, you will, you will be deceived because I have deceptive appearances. Oh, that one, I'll not lie to you. Not deceptive, I'm not trying to mislead people, but it's not plain. And I intend it to be so. I do things intentionally. Things I don't want to do, I do them intentionally to confuse people. You will even hardly see me on a road. Hardly you see me on a road. Because even the road that I'll drive, you will not see me. You will not see me on that road unless you are following on a helicopter. You will see me on the road. <laughs> At times, you would think I'm poor. At other times, you would think I'm rich. At times, you think I don't know anything about money. At other times, you think I know a lot about money. If you are with me at different times, at times you think that I'm an engineer. At other times you think I'm a doctor. At other times you think I'm a carpenter. At other times you see me drinking coconut. At other times you see me drinking cocktail. You will not know. Oh, yes. But as you begin to love, you see, right now I can tell you so many things about 
Kenneth Hagin. Because I love him. His brothers, his wife, his marriage. Even mystical things he didn't say. That's why even his funeral, his funeral was one of the most interesting videos for me to watch. Because several people said many things about him, about his ministry, personal things, his family, people who have had supper with him, people who have had lunch with him, people that he invited to go for lunch with them. Things, what, how, what happened? Personal events. It's of interest to me because when you love somebody, do you understand? The length and breadth become available. You, even, you are even scanning for it, not out of curiosity or evil, because there's a lot of evil curiosity. People who just want to know. One of my pastors was in his house, and somebody said, I want to come to your house. I want to come to your house. Why do you want to come to my house? Why do you want to come to my house? It's like people want to come to your house to see what is in your house. If you come to my house, you can never know me by knowing my house. You can never know me by knowing my house. It will even mislead you. But as you have love, what you love, you begin to know. You now, you scan what you love. I say, you now, you scan what you love. And as you get rooted deeper, you are now getting the foundation of ministry. Look, there is nothing that took Jesus Christ to the cross except love. If you want to know, let me tell you now. Jesus Christ did not go to heaven because of any philosophy that he had. He went to the cross because of love. Paul did what he did because of, he said, the love of Christ constrained me. Jesus spoke, he said that God so loved the world that he gave, these are the words of Jesus Christ, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is love. Love is the basis of the highest kind and any kind, any kind and the highest kind. Any kind and the highest kind of ministry. Look, we simply don't love what we say we love. It's a fact. That is why it's... What we really love is shown by what we do. You see, even the Israelites, you may wonder why they always went after gods, other gods. The reason was because there were things associated with the other god which was not associated with Jehovah. There was sex. There was wine. There was there were homosexuality. There were other evils. That's the real reason. But it's not that they have changed their philosophy of the type of God they believe in. They never changed it. We our love has never changed. It has been with one thing. They never move to God. Because if you move to God, all of you will be begging me to be in full-time ministry. Can I tell you the truth without offending you? Are you sure? If you really, really, really love God to a certain extent, there will be nothing in this world you want to do than to serve him. I I mean, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to offend you, but I want to also tell you the truth. And I can't tell you the truth in the morning, so I'm telling you in the evening. But let's end the service before I, I leave you all half asleep. And I don't mind if you sleep because 
I was listening to Benihin the other day. He was saying that, you know, when they sit in Kasrikuma, I said, half of the people fall asleep. He was talking about her mother, her father, her hair, her dress. So many, everybody had fallen asleep. Then the anointing begins to flow. But he was awake and alert and receiving. Last week, I told you about it. Eh? If you see, there are some people who were not here last week. If you were not here last week, I, 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 maybe, maybe God, doesn't, God has decided to keep you from something. Those who see. If you see, then. Now, Songs of Solomon, we are closing. This is the scanning of a lover. The more you love your Savior, you will like to study him. You like to scan him. What do you think? Yeah. How beautiful you are, my darling. It's, I'm reading. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking to my wife. I'm, I'm reading from the Bible. How beautiful you are, my darling. Ah. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are like doves. Behind your veil. Your eyes. Your hair. Your eyes. Now your hair. It's like a flock of goats. That have descended from Mount Gilead. Your teeth. Shimados marigoses. You see, when I, when I speak about my Savior, and I speak about Christ the carpenter, Christ the one who feels, Christ the, 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 the family man, Christ the controversialist. Have I taught you Christ the controversialist? Christ the preacher. Christ the miracle worker. When I'm talking about Christ in all these things, it, it's of concern to you. It's because you, are, you love him, so your hair. Your eyes, your teeth. You see, because if you love the length, the breadth, the height, the depth, you'll be looking. And with admiration, you'll be seeing, and you'll be seeing the beauty of somebody will say, Your teeth are like a rabbit, but you will say, Your teeth are like ivory, your teeth are like this. Somebody say your teeth are twisted. Because that's what they say to Benihin. They say to him, you are like this, and you are this, and you are that. But others are also looking and seeing, because they have the glory. They say the anointing, and I see the beauty. I see your message, and your this, and your that. Oh. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn ewes. Which have come up from their washing. All of which bear twins. And not one of among them has lost her young. Your lips. I say this is what we call length and breath. I'm sure most of you cannot understand this message tonight. I like a scarlet thread. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples. What are temples? Huh? Is this a temple? This 
clavicles. Your temples are like a slice of a pomegranate behind your veil. Ash, your neck is like the Tower of David, built with rows of stones, on which are hung a thousand shields. All, listen, the Bible says, all things work together. The reason why you haven't had the anointing is you are only looking at the eyes. But there are many things which work together. You only fell in love with the eyes. You left the neck. You left the temples. You left the hair. You left the teeth. But all those work together to make the beauty. Look, there are many things that made Christ who Christ is. More than just his parables. You can't just study the parables and say you know Jesus. You have to study even his life. Where he lived. What he did. What he said. How he lived. His family. The glimpses that you will get into his life will be the treasure glimpses that you value for all time. Are you there? Or you've gone home? Hallelujah. Your neck is like the Tower of David built with rows of stone on which are hung a thousand shields. And all the round shields of the mighty men your two breasts are like two fawns. What, what does yours say? Two young rows that are twins of a gazelle which feed among the lilies until the cool of the day when the shadows flee away. I will, I will go my way to the mountain of Mare and to the hill of frankincense. You are all together Beautiful, my darling, all together. All together. What does yours say? There is no spot in thee. But I like this one. It says, You are all together beautiful. All together lovely. All together the all together. I am to worship here I am to
Sing it again. Come on. Together, lovely Jesus. All together, lovely. All together, worthy. And all together, wonderful to me. Oh, and here I am to bow down. And here I am to say that you're my God. All right. There is no blemish in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. May you come with me from Lebanon. Hey. Journey down from the summit of Amana. From the summit of Senir and Hermon, from the dens of lions and the mountains of leopards. You have made my heart beat faster, my sister, my bride. You have made my heart beat faster with a single glance of your eyes and with a single strand of your necklace. So he's saying you've made my heart beat faster and for us, when his word comes, it makes our heart beat slower. Because when you sleep, your heart is a bit slower. He makes your heart beat slower and makes you sleep. Ah, maybe it's a sleep of peace. In his presence, all your problems are solved. How beautiful is your love, my sister? How much better is your love than wine? And the fragrance of your oil and all kinds of spices. Your lips, your lips, my bride. Drip honey. Can you see how marriage is supposed to be a guiding post? I mean, how many lips of how many wives are dripping with honey? I mean, let's face it. Which honey from where? Honey dripping. The lips are dry. They're not dripping with honey. Honey and milk are under your tongue. I mean, let's face it. There's no honey and milk on any tongue. A garden locked is my sister, my bride. A rock garden locked. Your shoots are an orchard of pomegranates with choice fruits and dimensions. Verse 15, you are a garden spring, a well of fresh water, streams flowing from Lebanon. Awake, O north wind. And come, wind of the south, make my garden breathe out fragrance. Let its spices be wafted abroad. May my beloved come into his garden and eat its choice fruits. Amen. May you have that love for the one who died for you. 
May you love him. I tell you. Because as you love him length and breadth and height and depth, you will see him more. You know him more. That's the foundation for more power being given to you. Except you love, it will not be given. But the deeper you go, unfortunately, as we go deeper in the ministry, most of us get offended. And we rather become shallow. And we can't see how to love this Savior who seems to have disappointed us in our lives. We can't see. But we must love him. And as the years go by, we must become stronger in our determination, our love for him, and our love for people. And we must love people all around us because if you do not love human beings, you do not love God. The Bible says if you cannot love the person that you see, you do not love God. May you love him. May you scan him. You know, I'm so happy that when I preach about Jesus Christ on Tuesdays, I think they are my best messages ever. What I feel is that it's an honor for me to preach. And you know something? You rarely get anybody writing or preaching about such things today. I'm preaching from a book, from a, 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 a man whose book I'm reading. This man is dead long ago. When I, I recently bought one of those, you cannot buy the book. They are not sold. They are not published. The book that I had, I had to use a, a knife to cut the pages because it's brown and the pages have fused together. It's an ancient from last century. Those are the people who used to love our Savior so much that they will analyze where he went, what he did, how his life was. Today, we have to preach our steps to success, step to this, money, this, this, not Jesus. It's so different. I love him. And I always pray I'll love him to the end. Stand to your feet. Just lift your hands. Look at me, everybody. If you don't love a human being, you can see. You do not love God. I tell you. So, my message, if you want it to be translated into something to do, <laughs> is to love whom you can see. Because the Bible says that if you do not, if you do not love your wife, if you do not love your husband, if you do not love your Workers, you do not love your friends. You do not love God. You do not. You do not. No matter how many times you say you do. You do not. It's very simple. You do not love God. You don't love people. You do not love God. That is what the Bible says. You do not. You see, Father Campbell... How many have seen Father Campbell holding the lepers on TV? That is the love of God. He loves, he loves Ghanaian lepers. I don't know which country he comes from. Where is he from? Irish? Father Campbell, white man. I don't think he's Irish. I think he's German or some other country like that. Campbell, American, Ireland. If you do not love human beings, 
you do not love God. The God you say you love. So the more you scan Jesus Christ, the more you will be loving. Because practically, how do you love? It's not just, I, I feel, no. Because I think you wanted a practical message. What would you do? That's why I've come down to practical for the last one minute before I pray and close. That's why you can't say you love Jesus when you don't love the pastor who is standing right before you preaching the words of Jesus. And he's not somebody that you love. That's why we can win the whole world, but if we don't have no love, it profited us nothing. You are as dead spiritually as an unbeliever. That's what it means. It means I must get deeper into the love of if you only love Ewes, that's not the love of God. You only love Ewes, that's not the love of God. You only love your children, that's not the love of God. That's the love of wild animals. Every wild animal has love for its offspring. And they will defend their offspring to their death. That's not the love of God. That's the love of a wild animal. And everyone has that wild animal's love. I'm talking about love. It goes beyond those few people or your tribe. It goes beyond. That's why I say, you see Father Campbell, the Catholic father, Holding the leper's hand. He, he does not have leprosy. Number one. Number two, he's not a Ghanaian. Number three, he doesn't have to do what he's doing. He's, he's free to do what he wants to do. But he has chosen to love which no one loves. That which no one loves. He loves it. You say God has called you, but you don't love people. Or you love only rich people. People who can give you. Or you love me because you think I have power to take decisions over your life. So you love me. What about the one who has nothing to return to you for everything you do? He has, he, he has no way of paying back what you give or you do for him. That's the person. If you want me to translate it into real life. As for me, I'm, if you are in this church, I'm easy to love because I'm the boss. As for the boss, you should love him more because if you don't love the boss, you can get into serious trouble. Better love the boss. The boss has power. If he changes his mind about you now, your life will change. Your life is in his mind. When he changes his mind, then your life is changed. <laughs> I tell you. What about those who have nothing to give you and nothing to offer, nothing to say thank you with? And who can never pay back for all that you do? Rooted and grounded in love. That you may know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. All the knowledge we can ever impart to you. Think about it. All my teachings. If I could set them aside and just impart to you the love of Christ, I would have done more than a thousand years of teaching this book. If I could impart into your heart the love of Christ which passes knowledge, I would have done more. 
Pastor Johnny, think about how many years we struggle to impart principles, knowledge, facts, key steps to people. And we are not able to impart the love of God. And there's no love of God, but love of other things. We have love. Lift your hands, it's late. Thank God for a wonderful message about knowing the length and the depth and the breadth and the height. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you. We praise you. Altogether lovely. We love you. Jesus. We love you. Yes. Oh, yes. Mandele besimborolo monare. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give us your love, Lord. Touch our heart. Put your hand on your heart right now. Lord, impart your love. Which passes knowledge. Passes scripture knowledge. It passes the knowledge of all scriptures. Give us that love. Help us to love one another. Help us to love the dirty. Help us to love those who can never pay. Help us to love those who can never say thank you. Help us to love the unlovable. Help us to love our husbands, our wives, our children. Help us to love, oh God, those who have hurt us. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Father, it's our privilege and our honor to stand here to speak of you and of your great love. Oh God, lead us higher into these wonderful things. We love you. We receive the impartation of love which passes knowledge. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the love you gave us when you shed your blood on the cross, there is no greater love than that love. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.